0: You're listening to Passioners Podcast with Norbert Pustai. It's all about meaning, mission and passion. Hi everyone. Today my guest is Mihai Balog or in English Michael. He's a CTO or director of engineer or lead software developer of Binnovative which is a Hungarian startup. So what is your current role, current position, and what do you do at Binnovative?
1: Hi Norbert, thanks. Uh, so yeah, initially I started uh, at Binnovative with the title uh, Director of uh, Software An- Engineering and uh, gradually I let's say I shifted uh, into the CTO position and what I do uh, I would summarize that uh, I lead a software engineering team in order to um, develop our software uh, for for the company and for our customers and that includes uh, everything like uh, deciding what technologies to use uh, how to prioritize the development Uh, requirements, features, when to to do some uh, refactoring or some uh, kind of under-the-hood developments, when to do bug fixing and so on. Uh, It's also my responsibility to keep in touch uh, with uh, some clients and with, uh, with the other members of the company. In order to establish um, a really good uh, communicative and uh, healthy uh, engineering and okay not just engineering culture across the company.:
0: Thanks. and um, what is innovative about what, what is the company's profile?
1: Okay, be innovative. Um, is also the name of our product. It's a software as a service solution which helps you to uh, brainstorm to uh, gather uh, breakthrough ideas in a challenge or in a topic and also you can uh, more easily uh, select the best ideas or uh, uh, the command suggestions and work out these best ideas with the software. In a later phase, you can initiate a project, and our goal is uh, our ultimate goal is to provide a tool set where you can uh, track the, the evolution of a seed of an idea till the point when it's implemented and you can gather feedback how was it implemented. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's a brainstorming software.
1: In short, yes. Um, some would say it's also an innovation management software, but uh, this is kinda well a blue ocean market. Which means it's not uh, that well established like uh, the car market or uh, uh, CRM market. Mm-hmm. It's uh, still developing and growing, but at the same time, it's very very interesting. And what did you do before being innovative? Uh, before being innovative, I worked for several mid and mid size and large companies. I started as a software developer or software engineer. I worked with um, ERP systems. Uh, I worked with uh, databases. Uh, After that, I shifted to uh, more like a traditional software engineering. I started to work with uh, Java and uh, on middleware softwares. And after a few years, I, um, I shifted from a software engineering uh, role into a software architect role. I became more and more interested uh, how to design the systems, uh, what, uh, uh, what char- characteristics uh, should the system have in order to behave uh, the, acceptable way, or a performant way. And actually I learned a lot, uh, I got uh, really new um, ideas, I learned um, about uh, other aspects. For example, it's, it's one thing to implement a system, but someone has to uh, deploy it, someone has to... Uh, maintain it, someone has to sell it, someone has to design it and someone has to redesign it. So in summary I gained um, more and more um, knowledge about um, the bigger picture of a software's life cycle.
0: Um, In our previous conversation we were talking about the sabbatical, so in your previous position, you were an architect and then you went uh, for a sabbatical. Why did you have this uh, six months break? Why you decided and, and what did it mean for you?
1: Okay, this has a bit of a uh, longer history. Um, now, as I'm thinking back, I between two jobs, I always had at least one month uh let's say a pause or or uh, a period when i did uh, it didn't work, but none of them were uh more than a month or uh three weeks and i I always wanted to go to Asia and uh, spend like at least several months with traveling without the constant um, voices in my head that, okay, you have to go back uh, two weeks later, you have to think about your work, you have to think about your, I don't know, your apartment and all these things. I wanted to get away a bit. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, actually, I would say that was the main reason. First, I thought that this is, a, I don't know, maybe a heretical idea. But uh, I learned uh, from uh, many people, many articles and other person's uh, experiences that actually this is something, I mean a sabbatical, uh, could be beneficial both uh, for an employee and an employer as well. because. It can give you the, the space, the time, the possibility to release all the steam, all the stress, to uh, get inspired, to gather new experiences, ideas in uh, actually from very different parts of the world, very different parts of uh, life. And after a sabbatical beat six months three months or a year or maybe more you can go back to your profession and uh, like a complete new person Mm. with new ideas new point of views
0: there is a TEDx video and the guy is a US-based art director of a big agency and he's speaking about that He In every seven years, he goes for one year sabbatical because he needs this time to recharge and and rethink his life. In Hungary, it's less common to go for that long sabbatical. And at all, did you feel guilty about that you give up your responsibility? You left your job for like nothing. There was nothing sure and um, you didn't. Did you have any pressure from family or friends or girlfriend that um, it's not not the right way to do the thing that you leave your your job and you go for the sabbatical? So how was your situation and what what was your idea about
1: this? Short answer is yes. (laughs) I spent at least three or more months thinking on this before... uh, before deciding, and I had all these thoughts that, uh, okay, but what about my responsibilities? Uh, what if I go for a sabbatical for six months and I, I forgot uh, forget everything, um, especially that uh, the software industry is a very uh, fast-paced uh, industry, and in every six months uh, the, there are new tools, new languages, new trends. Also my family was a bit um, let's say not so sure whether this is a good idea or not. But again they were kind of used to uh, this behavior of mine. Uh, A few years earlier I spent one and a half months in Russia uh, learning Russian. Um, Also uh, between two jobs. Mm -hmm. Actually that was the one of the hardest things for them to accept. And then there was the thing that uh, it was not that easy to leave um, that group of people I worked with together. Uh, They were amazing people and you know there were uh, our customs, our everyday uh, talks, uh, our common jokes, and uh, a lot of things that I really enjoyed doing with them. So, it was not an easy decision at first, but uh, after all this month I felt that I need to do that uh, because I needed to clear my head and also, I really wanted to do this uh, this trip, this sabbatical trip.
0: You also told me that uh, actually it's an interesting thing, and you also mentioned it's like relationships that you it's hard to get let in something new when you still have something um, uh, in your recent life. So I mean, uh, recent life in your recent situation that you are having a, having a job. Um, it's hard to leave it and and let in a new new uh, position, but you completely let it go, so you you left the job. And uh, what happened there when you were in Asia?
1: A lot of fun things. Uh, first of all, I gave my for myself the chance to, you know, to slow down, to. To observe my my feelings, my thoughts about uh, about myself, my career, my passions, and it was much easier to see my own patterns, my own desires, like, uh, okay, I I really want to do this or not. And uh, for example, when I came back after six months, it was it was, also, it was an easy decision for me to do that. I didn't feel any regret coming back, although I really enjoyed being in Asia. But it was clear for me that, yes, I still love, I still enjoy uh, doing software development. I still love to be in Hungary. I enjoy uh, being with uh, all these people around me so that that was one of the um key moments or benefits being there that i could do that because sometimes uh when we do our everyday things our everyday life we don't always have the space or time or energy just to you know calm down and think these things through. And uh, this may lead to rush decisions. Um, for example, I could uh, uh, quit from a job and just accept an another offer, but not because I would like to do the job, but because I am running away from a present situation. And uh, just running away will not solve this this situation. So that was uh, clearly something I wanted to avoid.
0: And this is how innovative found you while you were in in Asia, and you had uh, interviews through Skype, and you accepted. And this is how you came back after six months. And um, just getting back to the the IT world, why why did you decide? Um, to become um, a software engineer?
1: Back then, it looked like uh, something fun. In uh, elementary school, we had um, a facultative class where we could write programs and play the programs which draw uh, dinosaurs on the monitors, on the screen. And uh, it was uh, uh, some esoteric, super interesting thing. And I really enjoyed it. Plus, my father used to have a a really old computer. And he did all this uh, the little. Uh, no, no, not the Commodore, okay. but uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, re- uh, early un- Intel model. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the first machines that could uh, run uh, Windows 95 oh. and MS DOS. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, these are all things. And my father wrote uh, little and uh, bigger programs, uh, scripts, and he seemed to enjoy it. Sometimes I asked him to teach me, teach me, it's, it's fun, and he taught me. I learned a lot. I got the, the passion and the interest from him towards these kind of things. So, when the time came to choose a uh, faculty, I chose uh, software engineering. I would like to add to this that back then software engineering wasn't a a sexy thing to do. But uh, again, this was like more than uh, 15 years ago. Um,
0: so, there are different roles software engineer or, or software developer, architect, CTO, so on, but there is a wider things that the mission. Uh, so what is the what is your mission in life with your with
1: your profession? That is a really good question. I do enjoy a lot of things uh, related to software development. Uh, that can be coding something, or designing something, or uh, having a discussion with uh, product people or sales people. Okay, we need. They need that. They need this or that, and uh, how to came up um, with something together that uh, that is going to be beneficial uh, for them, for the customer, for the company for me and, and for the software developer team uh, as well. The way I see this um, we have a vision at the company. We want to to provide a tool which helps people uh, and uh, groups to come up with better ideas to and, uh, the ability to implement them or at least uh, enhance this ability and this process has many many uh, factors and uh, contributors. This means it's a great challenge how do you manage all these things, all these smaller or bigger um, uh, tasks processes, people in order uh, to get uh, easy to use um, and uh, a useful software at the end of the day. Yes, that means that um, I have to talk to salespeople, to customers, to the CEO, to developers, to marketing people. And I really enjoy this because I get a bigger picture and I know many many developers who also really want to have this bigger picture. Because it helps them to understand much better what they are building and why and it gives more satisfaction that, yes, it is used by that people and that person and they are uh, satisfied with it or they reported a bug. Okay, so they reported that because that happened or we... and, um, and that means that uh, we have the possibility to improve our software Uh, to deliver a better experience and I do enjoy all these things because all these contributes to to the same goal
0: so this is how you make the world a better place (laughs) I'm just joking and what are your passions so those activities you are passionate about
1: you mean um, in my
0: profession or outside yeah also like in your profession or like um, you also mentioned public speaking as a passion, and what else do you have
1: okay then let's let's start with uh, public speaking uh, nowadays i so okay let's jump back um, around a half year ago I joined a um, A Toastmasters club in uh, Budapest because I wanted to improve my public speaking skills. But why did I want to do that? Let's jump back a few years. And around three years ago, I needed to do my first presentation and workshop for fellow uh, software developers. And I realized that, okay, I know these things. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was good at these things, I was good at the topic, but teaching these things to other people, explaining it, is a whole different area. And it's not that, uh, uh, it's not that it's straightforward. And I remember that my uh, first presentation, my first workshop, I was uh, re- uh, really nervous and um, it was, uh, I had a lot of questions like uh, what should I put on the slides, uh, how many lines, uh, what text, uh, should I read it, uh, should I read it loud or silent or should, should I give them uh, uh, little tasks, or should I uh, stand or sit, or, or so? Let's say I ha- I really had no idea how to uh, do that. But I had a desire to um, share my knowledge and later my experiences with others. So actually, that led me to the Toastmaster Club, Toast- Toastmasters Club. Now, in my present role, I also need to um, speak more, as I mentioned, with clients, with uh, outsiders, and with a lot of people who do not have an engineering background. And it's a really uh, fun (laughs) challenge, because I had a lot of assumptions about the topics I wanted to explain to other people about. And it turned out that, yeah, they don't have that uh, knowledge. So I had to explain the things, these things, uh, like, okay, uh, how do you develop a software? It's really challenging to explain it, like in five minutes, and it's also, uh, so the other people, how do, they, how do they understand that? And that's something where public speaking skills help me a lot.
0: So you are also a translator between IT and non-IT people. And what else, uh, what, what else is, is your passion?
1: Yes, so about translation between IT and non-IT people. It's really crucial when um, you get requirements from the business. They are they are not uh, written or spoken in uh, IT language usually. And I guess that's okay because yeah, they are uh, they have different thinking, they have a different mindset, they have a different background. Especially because of this, it's really crucial to, to be able to think through these things. Okay, they said that they need this feature, but okay, did they really mean that? Or uh, is this part really important? Or no, no, this that other small thing, they said, no, 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 that's not very important. Actually, that's the important one. So you need to... Develop the skills to ask a lot and to think, uh, at least try to think the way they think. And also, you need to be able to think like developers think, because uh, again, you have to translate these things into uh, a language that uh, most engineers are familiar with. And yeah, at first, um, when I met the first product owners in my previous roles as a software engineer, I was like, wow, yeah, everybody can write that text. It's, it's not not that hard. Yeah, well, it's, it can be really hard. <laughs> Nowadays, I enjoy that. I enjoy writing because I know that uh, doing these things helps me, helps the developers, helps the others to work better and uh, uh, don't. This prevents us uh, from wasting uh, our time.
0: So this is your main passion: public speaking (laughs) and communication. Uh, Yeah, we were talking about that. It's very important at work, uh, even with your colleagues and um, in in the everyday life. uh, Communicate clearly.
1: Yes, and I would to. I would like to add that uh, communication could mean writing code. Because in, uh, in most of the organizations there is a team or teams who develop a software. And if I write a code, uh, at least one other person or more other persons, developers will read that. They gonna need to modify it, to test it. And it's a really good thing if I can express um, uh, my intent uh, clearly. So I can write a code that I can understand and no one others, n- no others. I can write a code which um, is, yeah, someone can understand spending like two hours or I can write a code that can be easily read by fellow engineers, that can be easily tested, and that can be easily uh, updated or modified. And in that way, yes, uh, communication is also a passion in my uh, engineering role.
0: About learning, what was the biggest lesson in your whole
1: professional life you learn? Wow, Um, good question. (laughs) Um, I learned many things. One of them I already mentioned is uh, everyone, every person has a different background, a different thinking, a different set of uh, beliefs and filters. How do they interpret uh, what they read, what they hear, what they see. And I can make a lot of assumptions about these things. I can make myself believe that, yeah, they all know, they know all those things I know. They believe uh, everything just like me. But um, in most of the cases that, uh, is going to, that will lead to, let's say, uh, conflicts. And I faced many, many occasions and situations when, where I uh, had to <laughs> reconsider my old beliefs these beliefs, that everyone shares the same set of um, thinking. But gradually, I became more and more open-minded. I developed a lot of um, skills, which helps me to try to imagine what the other person wants to tell me what are his or her intentions. And I would say that's crucial skill or uh, insight, not just in the IT field, but uh, everywhere. It makes life much easier, it removes many, many possible conflicts. And if for nothing else, that's a clear win.
0: So, when you are not at an Binnovative and uh, not working as a software developer, not designing softwares or, or uh, having meetings, and even you are not a Toastmasters, what do you do for your well-being? Um, how do you recharge uh, yourself?
1: Sports. <laughs> mm. I have been doing yoga now for more than seven years and I started uh, I started practicing yoga after a two or three uh, years long period when I had done no sports at all and it was bad for my health, for my physical and mental health because I was more stressed. I had less energy. I had um, sometimes back pains, so it was not a optimal situation. And I remember my first yoga class was a Bikram yoga class. I almost crawled out from the, from the class. But I persisted. I started to visit uh, yoga classes one time a week, then two times a week, then three times a week. And I'm really glad that um, it stayed with me. Because after around one year I regained my uh, previous uh, condition. I, um, back then when I was younger I did a lot of sports. Um, like dancing, uh, folk dancing, uh, running, uh, swimming and it was great. Nowadays I do mostly ashtanga yoga, um, running and uh, last year I started to do uh, bouldering and uh, wall climbing. That's also very interesting and uh, challenging thing to do, because uh, on the wall you have to be present, you have to be there, you cannot be thinking uh, about, uh, okay, I have these errands and I have to do that for that meeting, or, because uh, the result will be ah, <laughs> <laughs> um And this kind of sport, this kind of uh, movement is amazing because uh, you have to use your full body, you have to use your mind, you have to plan ahead, and you cannot do overthinking. And yeah, you have to be there. Thank you.
0: So we've arrived to the um, end. Is there anything that you would like to share with the world, especially with our listeners?
1: Yes, in the recent uh, past months I experienced a a lot of new things, I met new people, uh, people I wouldn't meet a few years ago and all these things are fun. What I learned that uh, You can learn from anything. You can enjoy any activities. It it really depends on your mood, but more on your mindset. How do you interpret things? It happened several times just this week that I was in a, let's say, a bad mood or I was tired and I was like, no, 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 I will not go that to that class, or I will skip this meeting, or whatever, and then I ask myself, hmm, okay, is that so bad? Hmm, well, not. Then, okay, what about just to do a small step, like, think a bit about what would be uh, the good outcome, or the benefit of doing that. And, uh, yeah. Well. Okay. Then I could um, finally finish this uh, long-running task or project with that person. Yeah. 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 That would be. That would be nice. Ah, that's. So I call this uh, like a reversed. Uh, just five more minutes. Uh, I guess uh, many of uh, us know this uh, morning. Uh, let's say practice that. Uh, just five more minutes. No, no, no. Just five more minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I promised myself just five more minutes, and uh, now I use this to uh, for my for my benefit. Okay, okay. Just five minute um, yoga practice today. No, no, no. Just five minutes running, and of course this will lead to ten minutes, to fifteen minutes, to one hour, and uh, yeah, actually this is uh, one of the. Um, Let's say funniest practices I discovered in the last years.
0: Thank you for sharing these stories and thoughts. You know, I work as a recruiter, an IT recruiter, so I have many interviews, conversation with IT uh, uh, professionals, software developers, and it's really interesting to hear about the projects, about how they love what they do. It's not easy to become a software developer so I think it's a, it's a strong filter so those who become software developer they really love what they do and um, especially your story and your your thoughts was were really interesting and and exciting to to listen and um, you have many passions you are you are an it guy you are you have uh, the passion for public speaking and also the the sports the yoga and um, also we were speaking about uh your biggest lessons and and your sabbatical so we we have a we had a really colorful conversation so thank you again for accepting uh for being in the podcast and um, thank you for um, for for listening to everyone bye thank you for the opportunity bye <laughs> bye bye